Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson, the Communications Coordinator with the Arkansas Forestry Association. And today we're going to be getting into the topic of Women Owning Woodlands, an organization uh, that's been going on here in Arkansas for a bit now, but is also a national organization, and I'm getting a bit ahead of, ahead of myself. Um, but first, before we introduce our guests this month, I'd like to say a special thank you to our sponsors this month, Farm Credit. Thank you from that to them. We're going to hear more from them later on here in the episode. But this month, I'm joined by our first repeat guest, Jennifer Johnson, who is literally a stone's throw away from me here in our AFA office. Jennifer, thank you for reluctantly being back on here for me. You are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you did so well the last time that we uh, we wanted to bring you back as our first repeat. So. Well... I am honored by that and hope that maybe we have more than the one person who listened. listened no, no we, had, we had way more than one person, I can guarantee it. But if you remember, Jennifer actually joined us to discuss the tree farm program here in the state. She helps facilitate that. She also does a lot of our business stuff here at the AFA office as well. Um, but one of her relatively more recent hats that you've been wearing is kind of the coordinator of the Women Owning Woodland or WOW program here in Arkansas, right? Exactly. It is a good tie-in to the tree farm program because one of my hats under that or goals is landowner education. And a lot of landowners are transitioning their property from the husband who passes away to the wife or to their children. And so it is transitioning ownership from a male dominated to a more female centric world I guess Mm -hmm. it's getting more and more common and when people get their property through succession a lot of times it is often by surprise they have lived in the home with the landowner who has been in charge of managing that property but they haven't really taken an active role And we want to change that. We want people to feel confident and happy with their with their property and know that their goals are being met. And I guess that is something, too, we do need to point out is that forestry, at least here in Arkansas, I would hazard a guess that it's probably the same in most other states around the country. But forestry itself is a male dominated profession. Yes. Yeah. But it is changing. Yes. Yeah. And and I guess um, we can talk, we'll talk about this here a little bit more later. Um, but one of the main goals of WOW is to get women involved, comfortable, I guess is the big part too, is getting them comfortable with being a part of this industry. Yes. You know, WOW itself is, as you said, a national organization that was a project of the National Woodland Owners Association and the U.S. Forest Service. Um, It was originally developed in 1983, and it has spread to all 50 states, or at least there are volunteers in all 50 states. Um, I believe that project-wise, it's only in 42. And what happened back in the day, if you go back into the 80s, when there was a a movement to get women more involved in the workforce and more, yeah, and it's not civil liberties and social justice, but it's just more awareness was being put on education. And people realized that women 
learn differently than men. And I know that that's a stereotype, but it's true. You have people who are more social and you have people who are less social. And the Women Owning Woodlands project is designed to help those in a more social, more relaxed setting. Yeah, and that's kind of been um, social for our Women Owning Woodlands group is almost a bit of an understatement. These these ladies that we have been working with here over the past year have been are very social, very, very, you know, they want to talk to their fellow landowners and they want to learn from each other, which is a big part of this project. It is almost a family. And it's it's kind of strange to say that. But, you know, uh, the the wild program in Arkansas was started many years ago um, by someone by Dr. Tamara Walking Stick over at Cooperative Extension and she retired a couple years ago and the ladies wanted a leader but they didn't want any leader they wanted a female leader because that's who they felt comfortable with and they and they knew me from many different meetings so they came to me and said please do this please do this and I kind of drug my feet because you know Tamara has big feet to fill and I didn't feel like I was the person because I'm not a forester mm-hmm. but I after about a year of people continuously asking and I mean this was at every meeting I would get emails I would get calls they want this information and I felt it was my duty to educate even if I don't know what I'm educating on I know people who know what to say and what the topics are and what they need to know so I can coordinate that. And I guess that's really our big role, AFA's big role with this project is getting getting people connected to the folks who know what they're talking about. Yes, that is the big picture. You know, if you know who to ask and you don't, and you don't feel intimidated asking them, then it it goes a long way Mm -hmm. to getting your property managed correctly and to obtaining your goals. And I guess it is quite different than, you know, if if I were a female landowner and I wanted information, there's a difference in just trying to figure out, okay, A, who do I even call? And then actually making that call to start asking questions versus, oh, there's a workshop available that I can attend virtually that has some information that I might need and just hop in and get, get that information without, you know, it, it's a, there's a little more comfortability there, I would imagine. Yes. One thing that we did when I first started implementing this program is we took advantage of the world situation and, you know, COVID had hit and we were relying less on face to face and more on the internet and those social media platforms. So we implemented a monthly Zoom meeting that we do. It's usually on a Thursday, and it's usually the third Thursday of every month. And at first it was a little slow, but people just started every month. This is their face-to-face. When they couldn't go out and visit with their family or friends or visit with a forester, they would get on this meeting, and it was a social, but it was also educational. 
And once you've done that two or three times and you know the people who are in the virtual room with you, you feel less intimidated to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. And and that is kind of um, something beneficial about this weird new way of learning that we've had to adjust to is for people who may not feel super comfortable, it's not that big of a commitment. I mean, you can hop into a Zoom meeting, have your camera off, be muted, and just soak in the information if you wanted until you got to that level of comfortability where you could start socializing maybe a little bit more, asking a question here and there, stuff like that. So it's an easy way to kind of wade yourself into the pool of that is wow. It is your toe in the water, Mm -hmm. and then you stick your foot in, and then it seems like you're swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, Jennifer, let me ask you this. You know, I know you had a lot of people reaching out to you, like you said, wanting wanting someone to kind of take the reins of this project. In your opinion, what do you think the importance of having something like this for women landowners is just in general? Why do you think there was such a need, such a clamor to have this back? I think that the ladies and men, because even though it's a women-only woodlands group, there are several men who Mm -hmm. participate. I think that they enjoy the social aspect of it. But also, it is because it's a networking thing. As I said, I'm not a forester, but on any given Zoom meeting or any given in-person meeting, it is a partnership of a bunch of different organizations. There will be people from the Forestry Division and Quail Forever and Pheasant Forever and Game and Fish and Cooperative Extension. And so it's a clearinghouse. You can come to one meeting and ask one person something and have 10 answers. Mm -hmm. And if you can get to those professionals in such a setting like that and have a conversation rather than going to one person and then going to another office and another office and repeating yourself and getting different answers and different timelines, it it makes a difference in the way that you approach the project at at large. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Jennifer, before we keep going, let's take a quick break. Um, We're going to hear a little bit more from our sponsors this month over at Farm Credit. Farm Credit understands all things ag, including timber. Rural America has trusted Farm Credit for reliable, long-term financing for more than 100 years. Financing farms, timber, rural homes, agribusinesses, and more is all they do, which means they do it really well. Farm Credit is committed to the timber industry. They have experienced staff who understand the financing needs of timber producers and timber operations. Call Farm Credit today for long-term, competitive rates that will support your timber operation success. Farm Credit of Western Arkansas, the timber lending specialist, equal housing lender. Thank you again, Farm Credit, for your support of the show. So, Jennifer, we've talked a lot about you know how, how WOW kind of got started in the state and just nationally. Uh, and we've touched a little bit on what we've been doing here in Arkansas with our virtual lunch and learns. Um, but we recently actually had the first in-person WOW conference here at the end of October. Well, we had our our first. Yes, Let, let's. I should. I keep having to uh, remind myself that this started with the cooperative cooperative extension. extension. Correct. Before we came on and helped them with this project. Yes. Wow is, 
you know, not really our project. It is a project. It's a collaborative project that we just didn't want to die. Mm -hmm. And we saw the need. So we stepped up and, and we put our boots on and we did it. And with the online workshops that we were doing, we had originally scheduled an in-person workshop and because we had received a grant to fund that. And then COVID hit and it got pushed back and it got pushed back. And lo and behold, the skies opened up and we were able to have an in-person conference this year in October up at Lake DeGray, which is, you know, in Bismarck, Arkansas. And we had to limit the number of attendees so that way we could socially distance and be socially responsible. But the the result was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We had people from, it, it was focused on pollinators and um, bees, which is, of course, a, a good forest management activity and the the comments and reviews were just outstanding. We had about seven different speakers who came in and talked about every aspect of it. And we had a lot of hands-on workshops. People even tasted different kinds of honey and made bee houses. And it put the, the hands-on, put the practice and the knowledge all together, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and it's quite different because I've been on uh, helping from a technical standpoint with all of the lunch and learns, and I was helping at the conference with some technical aspects. But there, there is a quite, quite a different feel and vibe going from us, when we, when, since we've been doing the WOW stuff, from the virtual lunch and learn to an in-person two-day event yes it was an overnight in-person event and the funniest part to me is when I have my cohorts you know the the professionals from other organizations who are there speaking and they come up to me and say this is the most fun workshop I've ever had this is the best thing that I've ever done as far as a workshop because people ask questions they're engaged they learn and to see the professionals get enthusiastic because the participants are mm-hmm. enthusiastic. It's just really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like what you hear when people say uh, uh, entertainers, you know, going from doing stuff virtually if they have been to being in front of a live audi- audience that they can kind of feed off of that energy a little bit, mm-hmm. which only makes the experience that much better for the participants. And I guess that's one thing that I kind of want to touch on too. With with this podcast, we've been offering a, a different way for people to take in information. We've been offering the virtual way, virtual lunch and learns for our WOW participants to take in information. But ultimately, no matter who you are, where you're from, if you're in Arkansas or not, there there are multiple ways to learn about what we do in the woods. You know, if if you if you want to do like a podcast. That's fantastic. We love we love that, obviously. Um, but you know that's that's kind of a way to take in information. If you want to be more social, there are workshops and things like a Wow conference where you can go and feel a little more comfortable and get a little more hands on. Yeah. So, and I think guess that's ultimately the main goal of Wow is to just provide an an alternative way 
of learning. Yes. And that is our goal at, at the association and part of the Tree Farm Program and part of the AFA Education Foundation. We want to facilitate learning and in whatever way best suits the audience. Mm-hmm. We have fact sheets. We have virtual workshops. We have in-person workshops. And heck, we can even talk on the phone. You know, if you have questions and you don't know who to ask, Call us. That's what we are here for. We are the voice of forestry. We want to make sure that you are doing everything that you need to do to manage your timberland sustainably. We want you to be successful. We want you to be utilizing the professionals that are out there to assist you. That That's what it's all about. And what is some advice, maybe, Jennifer, that you have if, if there's someone on who's listening to this episode right now, uh, a woman landowner who is maybe a little on the fence or isn't quite sure, maybe feels a little intimidated about, you know, what, what they want to do. What, what's some advice that you can maybe help them along? Ask questions. Surround yourself with people who know what you're what they're talking about and don't be afraid because no one in this profession that I've met and I've been in here for a long time now no one is is intimidating or they shouldn't be they may appear intimidating but I bet when you meet them they're they're like the big cuddly bear not the grizzly bear there's just that rough crusty exterior you kind of have to punch yeah. through a little bit there's a there's a saying that foresters become foresters so they can talk to the trees and they don't have to talk to people and i i kind of believe that sometimes <laughs> because a lot of the guys that i i know are have the biggest hearts but they do not have the biggest personalities mm-hmm. so but if you get them talking if you ask them a question they will start talking and they they know their stuff and they are just going to help and if you have a question and you don't know who to ask, ask me or ask AFA, and we will help you. That's okay. my biggest piece of advice. Don't right. be afraid. And we've been talking a lot about what we've been doing here in Arkansas, and it sounds probably a little bit like tooting our own horns, but there are other avenues if you, again, do not live here in the state of Arkansas or if you, if you live somewhere else in the United States. There are organizations like WOW out there that you can reach out to, do a little research, see what is available to you in your state. I know there's another group, Forest Her is another big one, I believe, in a couple states here Forest in the Forest Her is in North, it's in Alabama and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said earlier, Women Owning Woodlands is in 42 states. And if you go to womenowningwoodlands.net, there's a website, you know, it's the national website, and you can look at it by region, and it will, it has a listing of service providers in your area, and you can, it gives you their contact information and the links to their websites. And all it starts with, again, we've been preaching this since day one, but all it takes is a phone call, a quick email, just, you know, something to reach out, start asking questions like Jennifer was saying, and you'll probably be pretty surprised at where it, where it takes you. So. Yeah, I think you'll be happily surprised. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, is there anything else that you want to add? I know we've got more of our Lunch and Learns coming up for the rest of this year and into next year, but is there anything you want to 
throw in here before we shut her down? If you come to the AFA website, which is arcforests.org, you can see our calendar and you can join our, our, even if you're not in Arkansas, join the Zoom. I'm happy to have you. Yeah, I think we've had a couple of out-of-state folks join us a couple of times now. Uh, yeah. So. We've yeah. had many, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the information's all good no matter where you're at. Um, there is a quick register process. It's free to do that. We just want to make sure we have a record of who, who's joining us. Um, so, yeah, visit our website. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S dot org. Our calendar's right there in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. You can kind of see some of the events coming up. The next one, I believe, is on December 9th, so here in a couple days. Um, so, and, and a lot of the topics that we discuss or that are discussed during those events are similar to some of the topics we've discussed here on the podcast, actually. Yeah. So, um, you can kind of get maybe some more information, some more in-depth information that we haven't been able to cover here on the show yet, or brand new information. If, if you haven't listened to that episode or if it's something we haven't even talked about yet. So there's a lot of good information out there. And if you have something that you want to see, you let me know. I can probably make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jennifer's always looking for good ideas to uh, for for events to have for the WOW group. So, well, Jennifer, I want to thank you again for um, joining me this month. Um, we appreciate your sage wisdom uh, here for Women Owning Woodlands. Well, thank you for having me <laughs> and for making me walk that 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It was a long time, and we were so strict about the scheduling. We were supposed to do this the yesterday, and then like, mm, let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, uh, we, we were able to kind of find some time here after lunch, so I'm surprised we haven't fallen asleep just yet. But, uh, well, Jennifer, thank you again. Thank you one more time to our sponsors, Farm Credit. We really appreciate their support for this episode. We also want to give a special shout-out to some guy named Rob slash Rob McCormick for the use of our theme song, The Same Love, that's off of his album, The Folkster. You can find a link to more of his work in the description of this episode. And like we said before, if you want more information on the Arkansas Forestry Association or if you want to check out some of our WOW workshops that we've got going on or anything else that we're doing, you can visit arcforest.org. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S dot org. And make sure you come back and check your podcatchers for next month where we'll be back with a new topic, a new discussion, and a new voice of forestry. 